Pass Grab Bag, a podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, and it's still October, so we're giving you another kind of scary game. And this week was Liz's pick. Liz's pick. <laughs> it's somebody's what? pick. Yeah, it's Liz because I'm next week. Oh, okay. Then it's Liz's pick. <laughs> so you were wrong. You told me I have to pick up a, a game soon. Oh, okay. You do in three more weeks. Uh. And I am the host of this episode, the one who will always go into the house to save this podcast. Andrew, with me, the one who clearly should go in the house when it's clearly obvious it's not safe. Keith? Hello. And the wife who is eventually going to try to kill me, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was Liz's pick, which was Resident Evil 7 by Capcom Studios. Resident Evil 7 is a first-person horror action game. So going around, Liz, since this was your pick, this is a gamer pass for you. This is a game for me. I actually wish that I had played it on normal because there's two difficulties, easy and normal. And I was watching somebody play the other difficulty. I'm kind of bummed. But uh, it is a game. I liked it. Uh, It wasn't really scary, but yeah, definitely a game. I think just as a personal choice and kind of how I felt playing the game, I will say it's a pass, but more just on a personal level. I, I think it's really good but it's a pass for me so for me this is a game at first i'm not gonna lie i wasn't too thrilled about it this is the first resident evil that is a first person and so when i first started playing it i was like oh this kind of seems like it's a little bit more like outlast than it is resident evil but as you really start to play it more you can clearly see this definitely is a resident evil game it has a lot of the typical things that happen in resident evil games yeah, you're, like, waiting for zombies for forever. You're like, is there going to be enemies to fight? Yeah, I, because I, anytime I've ever seen footage or gameplay, it's always just showing, like, the three family members. And so I'm just like, okay, so is the entire game just me running away from these three family members, kind of like an Outlast, where you don't Yeah, fight? I was a little nervous because I was like, I'm, I'm not going to like that. But also to get to your point about it being first person... I saw online a lot of people were saying that it's because that was when the whole VR thing was becoming really popular. Yeah. Yeah, I did see this game has some VR aspects to it, doesn't it? Yes. This game does have VR capabilities, but unfortunately not for Xbox. I don't know if it's offered on the PC Game Pass version. But yes, if you have a VR headset for your PlayStation or for your computer... From what I've heard, this game is amazing in VR. I heard it's really, really scary. I've actually had one of our listeners uh, watch me stream the game, and he was telling me that he tried it in VR, and he said it's amazing. So if you do have the option, try it. There are a lot of jump scares that when you're playing it on console, to me, weren't scary at all. But if you're doing VR, I think it would be. I assume that's why they threw those in. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I also wanted to go around to give a little more insight. How familiar are you guys with the Resident Evil series? So I was actually excited to play this because not only have I, I'm not a zombie fan, but I have seen quite a few of the movies and growing up, I loved to watch my brother play the old school Resident Evil games. And I remember him like crafting, getting the herbs and I think the game that I'm thinking of started outside and then you're in a, in a mansion and there's like tons of zombies and um, then something was in the basement. I don't remember it that well. I just remember loving watching my brother play it. So for me... Having, I don't think I've ever really played one. I was really thrilled. See, I think I, I probably picked up one or two of them over the years. I couldn't honestly tell you which ones it is. And I just, I, so this is, I think my, I guess my first real experience diving into one. And I just, I was, I was just bored by it, at least in terms of the gameplay. But that was just, I don't know, my take, I guess. 
And for me, I have quite an extensive history. I've played Resident Evil 2, 3, Code Veronica, uh, Resident Evil 4, 5, 6. So all of them but the first? Well, there's there's zero. There's one. Uh, there's a couple that were exclusives. There's a handful I haven't played. Uh, but I, I've, I've, I have a, extent, a pretty extensive history of Resident Evil. So I love the Resident Evil universe. I find them to be really good games. Except for 6. 6 was pretty bad. But... <laughs> That was a completely different game. <laughs> I think I was just, I, would, I actually was just looking it up because I couldn't remember. I think Silent Hill was the one that I've played in the past. And I equate the two, but they're not the same. But yeah, so anyway, getting into it. Resident Evil 7 is, the story overall is you are a husband whose wife apparently was on a babysitting job, but then all of a sudden disappeared and she ends up contacting you three years later, kind of giving you like her location. So you being the good husband that you are, get in your car and go in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, trying to find your wife. So right off the bat, this game really kind of gave me like a Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of vibe. And so that's what kind of first turned me off with because, it. Because, I mean, I can imagine people from other countries, there is a stereotype in Hollywood where if somebody has a southern accent and they're in the woods and they're wearing jeans or overalls or anything denim, they're going to eat you and kill you. And I'm like, I wonder if somebody from another country, like, ran into what, like, Hollywood, like, calls, like, hillbillies in the woods and was immediately terrified. This is such a stereotype. It is. Like, if you meet someone down south, they have, like, a southern accent, and they're in the woods, they're probably going to invite you to a barbecue. It's like, <laughs> I just, like, picture, like, people, like, in other countries, they're probably terrified. <laughs> I have, actually, yeah, I have been curious about that. If people have a hillberry, hillbilly fear because of that. Hillberry. But, hillberry figure. But what did you guys think of the story? So I got nowhere near as close to beating it. You, I think you guys both beat it. I uh, did. But I, I got, I don't know, I got some of the way through it, and I didn't hate it. I, I didn't totally understand what was going on, but I was at least kind of interested to find out more. It was one part I did like. I was interested. They, I like that they had like a throwback to Raccoon City, an article that you find. I thought that was a really nice touch. But there were some things that I kind of got confused about. I was in a rush to play this game, to be honest, and so I didn't read like everything. But there was one point where you find out that the kid in the house, who, like, later on he's an adult when you're fighting him, but he killed somebody as a kid, and I'm like, was this before or after uh, Evelyn? Is it Evelyn? Yeah. Evie? Yeah. Before she got to him? Was he always like that? So there were some things I was uncertain about, but I think, like, going into this game not knowing that you're not going to be fighting hordes of zombies, like, really confused me. And then I had to pay attention to the story. I mean, you do eventually start fighting numerous amounts of zombies, or in this game, they're called the Molded. I always think it's interesting that every Resident Evil game, the virus is something different. So, like, in the original, like, 2 and 3, it's a virus that affects people. And then, like, with 4, it was a parasite, and now it's a fungus. So they just keep trying, like, different types of bacteria, parasites, and every time it always goes horribly wrong. As they do. Yeah. For me, though, the story at first, like I said, I was kind of turned off by it. But by the end, it kind of has some twists in it and turns. But they kind of hint at them. I know that you and the YouTuber that I was watching had the same guess, like the plot twist. And you guys were both right. And the second I heard it, it it made complete sense to me. I feel like I actually would have come to that conclusion, too. Uh, I don't want to say it. But so I felt like some things were kind of spoiled. 
I, I will say, for the most part, as far as the story goes, I think it's still an overall generic Resident Evil story. It's still very much like, hey, there's a bad corporation. They're trying to make something. It got out of hand. And well, now there's a bunch of zombies everywhere. One thing that really bothered me is... You can take this out if it's too much of a spoiler, but you eventually have to make a choice about saving one of two people. And you can tell that it was intentional. Like, they just didn't want to do with the other character. So you have to choose between Mia, who is actually, like, an integral part of the story, and Zoe, who you know nothing about. So obviously you're going to choose Mia, because that's going to probably give you a happy ending. And they make you use the other needle, and then you have to make this big decision is like if you just wanted to kill off the character just kill them off like that to me was just kind of like a weird cop-out well kind of it, it was it was definitely something that was intentional because there is dlc there's quite a bit of dlc and one of the dlcs is to explain what happens to that other character so yes the game is going to assume that you're going to pick the but typical have person her say that she has to stay back for some reason or make it part of the story but don't be like oh you have to use that on that enemy oh no there's only one left i was like Meh. but it gives you multiple endings for the game encouraging you to replay it i i didn't care for it. i i f- felt like the game was making me feel like you think i'm dumb <laughs> <laughs> but i mean so what you wouldn't be interested in playing the game again trying to get a different ending i don't think i would want to play it again cuz For me, this game, I mean, you run into enemies when you're supposed to, and doors unlock when you're supposed to. It's very linear. And so for me, like, I just, I don't think I'd want to play it again for that reason. And I also wasn't really expecting it to be like that. So, yeah, I don't think I'd want to play it again. I mean, did you, do you disagree with me? You like that they did that? Yeah. So, as a big fan of Resident Evil games, they always have a type of new game plus. Anytime you're beating the game or doing certain objectives... You're actually like rewarded with special items and weapons and gadgets to play with a new playthrough. So I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah, when you beat the game, it said you unlock the special gun, you unlock this thing. So since I played on normal, I unlocked a couple extra things. So it's always encouraging you to play again, which is a typical, very Resident Evil thing. That's so, true. I do kind of wish that. I mean, maybe I will have the time to play it on normal because there were certain guns that. I didn't unlock, and like I said before, I was rushing, so I think maybe I would, but only because I want to try it on difficult, not because I actually care about the ending. Uh, well, there, so even that, there's another difficulty you unlock if you beat it on normal, right? I or believe, on easy. Yeah, Liz yeah. got it too on easy. Oh, you still get it on easy too? Yeah, okay. it's called Madhouse. I, I was just throwing that in. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going... Sorry. But going back to the characters... I've said this before with horror games. I feel like that if you want a game to be scary, you really have to get the players to like the characters. And I just felt like I didn't really have anything. Like, the only thing that you really know about the character is that he's going to try to find his wife, but you don't even see the character. And so for me, like, I think that is very important in horror games. Because, I mean, I I don't know. I just didn't really care. Like, when you when you die, you're just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. There's really no person to him. You have the characters, I guess, you interact with, and they have faces. But yeah, you're kind of just a faceless character along the way. It doesn't really you you don't feel connected to him outside of the people they they interact with, and that is kind of a letdown. Also, I thought dying was just about the worst in this game. 
just because I hated the way that it replayed scenes. So if you come to a, if you're in a boss fight and you have to, and you die and you have to refight that boss, I don't mind refighting bosses. That's fine. But to make me go through a 30 to 45 second cutscene every single time that I have to refight that boss gets so I didn't so die during the boss fights. Irritating. So that, well, I, another death that really bothered me was, I mean, you play as other characters, which I think is a part of like the Resident Evil game that I had seen played before. But you're watching a videotape, but as a player, you're playing the character in the videotape, and they make you kind of die by being burned to death, and they kind of make it long. And I just didn't like that. I don't like unnecessary gore, and it kind of grossed me out. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do feel like in, it hits you right away. When you first enter the house, you find your wife, and of course she's kind of crazy, and she's trying to kill you. And right away, they cut off your hand. And I feel like this is kind of a typical thing in a horror game is your your character is getting stabbed or chopped up or things are getting removed. Like in Outlast, just about every one of the games there, your character loses something from a finger to his penis. Ooh. Yeah, and so it's like, it's always kind of like these typical horror things where it's like, oh, your character's getting stabbed. And I think, didn't Blair Witch kind of do something too with your character getting well, this game, you got stabbed in the nuts. Yeah, well, in this game, you lose your hand, like, right away. Yeah. And which I think is funny that they literally staple your hand back, and it's perfectly fine. It's yeah, like, no, that's not how that works. Well, I assume they're using some sort of, I guess, the virus or whatever to, like, yeah, it was help part you. Yeah, the story, yeah. But you, but you never inject yourself with the cure, though. They never really say that you have the virus. I mean, I and, don't know. If, I just kind of assumed that was the only reason it worked. But anyway, yeah, I always, it always does kind of annoy me when it tries to be like cringy of like, oh, stabbing you, oh, sword knife through your chainsaw. hand, chainsaw your hand off. Like, it's kind of something that I've seen so often now in like some of these horror games that it's just like, eh. Also, it doesn't catch me. But yeah, they also use uh, a chainsaw a lot, which with the stereotype of them in the woods. And I thought it was interesting that when you look at pictures of the family in the house, the family that was taken over uh, by Evie, I thought it was interesting that they weren't like trashy before they looked like well to do in the photos and the son was actually really smart and into robotics and and stuff and and then i felt like when you're first starting out in the game they make them seem like rednecks yeah yeah i mean the father was a it was a in the military yeah so i just i don't understand how evie turned them into rednecks i mean i don't know to make maybe, they were, maybe they were just dressed in their Sunday best for once, and otherwise that's <laughs> how they always were. But Keith, I want to know more. What, what? Why did you not like this game? Like, what? What did you not like about the gameplay? For me, the gameplay, it's overall was just it was slow, and I just didn't like the fighting style. Like, I mentioned this to you the other day. I know, I know that it's not like Dark Souls in the fact that there's no dodge and roll. It's not that, but. Every boss fight just felt like this really slow dance, and I and I just felt like I was just doing the same things. You just kind of come in, take one or two swipes because you're probably out of bullets. If you're not, maybe you take a couple shots. But then, like for the for the daddy fight, for example, you just kind of kick a body bag at him, stun him a little bit, get in, get out, and hopefully you can just whittle them down. And it just felt boring and frustrating when it takes you seven eight times and every time you have to go through the exact same sequence you have to make sure you collect all the same stuff because it starts you like 
don't know, just enough behind even where that boss fight starts that it just it felt like too much, and I didn't like it. Part of it being I'm no good at that, for one. So obviously that's on me, and that's where it's a personal thing. But that's where I didn't like it. Did you hate the eye guy that you had to fight? There's multiple eyes, you had to shoot them? Because there is one eye on the underbelly he, that he, he did can... not get that far. Oh. That's like the end of the game. Oh. Yeah. That's... Well, that's before you get on the yeah. ship and everything. Oh, I didn't realize you didn't get that far. Yeah. But no, there was one eye on the underbelly that he kept hiding. And for me, it was just like, okay, I guess I'll just stand here and wait for you to cycle around because I can't like reach under him or anything. So I thought that was frustrating. And the big difference with easy and normal is that you get a ton of bullets. And so with crafting, like I always like knew that like, oh, I should make uh I should make a healing potion because I ha- will always have plenty of bullets. Like, I felt like there was the same amount of enemies and you had to shoot them quite a few times each, but it was like the amount of bullets that you got that I think was the big difference. No, I'm when you're playing on a higher difficulty, I definitely had more enemies than you did. Because well, we looked at the stats in the end and I had quite a bit. In yes, certain I know times, because I was watching the YouTuber play it and in the scene where you're in like the morgue area, there's the same amount of enemies. At least there was in my game. But I saw how many were on his. He had the same like enemies dropping down that I did. I don't know if they were easier to kill. It did take me multiple shots. But I know in that particular area where I was watching the YouTuber, he had the same, same amount of enemies. But he had like no bullets. Do you know what difficulty he was on? He was on normal. No, maybe, no, no, just... maybe in other parts of the game there are more enemies. I just know that in that particular area, I was watching him play and it was the same setup. Like you were in like the tomb area, like where you put the bodies, like on the slabs. He had the same enemy thing yeah. that, that happened. So Keith, I, I do agree with you when you're talking about some of the boss fights, but a lot of things you're complaining about is essentially every Resident Evil game. Because yeah, there's never really been much of a dodge or a rolling when it comes to Resident Evil, it's always about basically kind of fighting the controls a little bit. Your character is generally very slow and clunky. You got to be really careful with your shots and your ammo because you got to do a lot of ammo conservation. But that being said, I also I do really agree with you with the boss fights, specifically the one you're talking about when you're fighting the father. That fight I will say was really dumb. It's you're in such a small area. It's super clunky. I found it to be incredibly tedious. I died quite a bit in that part too. And I hated that boss fight, but I thought the other ones were slightly better. But luckily when it comes to Resident Evil games, there's not a ton of boss fights. I think there's, what, four in this one? And they're all relatively quick. Yeah, I mean, when I finally did beat him, it really didn't take me that long, actually. I got a couple good headshots off the first time, which I had the shotgun for, and apparently you didn't, so... No matter what, I guess I, I'm better than Andrew at that point that I had the Did shotgun. Did you find the shotgun before me? Yeah, I think that makes me better than you, just by default. Um, but yeah, I, I just got a couple shots. And then once I got the chainsaw, it's actually not that hard because you can basically block his attack. But it, still just didn't, it didn't feel like a fun fight to me. It was just no. like, oh, good, he's finally dead. Yeah. Yay. That's that's how I felt, too. I'm like, okay, like that, that thing finally is over. It's like, all right. And also, and they, you already killed him, so it's like, is he going to come back? Yeah. You're always going through that. But I I also I get that it's a survival game, and it, so they want to limit the amount of bullets and stuff you have. But, I don't know, give me some rewards for killing the enemies. Give me, like, one or two bullets every now and then. It's just, it felt like there was nothing. But I just might have a bad eye. 
It was interesting how, depending on the path that you go, you would kind of screw yourself. And obviously, there's no way of knowing. But when I was watching somebody else play, like, I went the opposite direction. And I was like, crap, I messed up. He went the other way. But I found a gun super quick. And he didn't. So he was, like, dodging. And I mean, well, you can't really dodge. But he was running around trying to find a gun. So I thought that that was kind of frustrating where it's like if you just go the wrong direction it's just going to make it harder for yourself yeah this actually brings up a point probably my biggest complaint of this game there's a couple there's a handful of segments where essentially you you have to die like it's it's definitely designed to be a trial by error where if you make a mistake like if you take a wrong turn as liz is saying and you're not finding the item you're gonna die, and it's like, well, now I have to restart the area, but now I kind of know where to go. And I, I, to me, it felt like a really poor game design. Like, specifically, there's a videotape you play uh, of a victim of the family where you're kind of doing this escape room kind of event where you're trying to light a candle on a cake. And as Liz was saying before, that character ends up dying, and when you play your main character, you go to that room, and you're essentially doing it again, but it's like, oh, I kind of know what I'm supposed to do. But you're actually supposed to do it in a very specific way. And I ended up dying two or three times. And in the loading screen, it would give me the hint like, hey, try doing this. And to me, I felt like that was a poor game design. Like, it's like, I, how was I supposed to figure that out naturally? Like, they expected me to die to then tell me, oh, yeah, try doing this thing. And it's like, well, make it a little more obvious. It, it, I don't know. There was, there, was, there was only a handful of moments that it did this, but it frustrated me. It did it with the boss fights, too, and it yeah. wasn't overly helpful. It's like, hey, how would you look around the room a little? Like, yeah, n- no, I get that. Thank you. <laughs> look around. Sure. Give me something more if you're going to act like you're giving me a hint. Did you guys struggle with storage at all? Or not storage, but your backpack? Because I know that I had extra bullets, but I felt like I was constantly out of room. Uh, to a certain degree. I was mostly storing, like, I kind of figured out quickly, like, okay, I don't need to hold the coins on me at all times, so I, I sort of picked and choose what I needed to hold on to, but I still did sort of run into a point where I'd be like, I have to combine some things, otherwise I have no space to pick up more. Which I like the crafting. Yeah. It's very easy. Which I just remembered randomly, when I was playing, Andrew was watching me, and I kept their explosives in boxes, and I was shooting them, and he's like, Lucas used to do that, you're fine, like, you're way past that, Liz. And then, the he said that, and then, so the next box, I didn't hit open with my knife, and it exploded. I would just like to point that out. I know, I like you wanted to, you always love to point out moments that I kind of, like, screw you over in the game or something like that, or, like, hurt you in some way. I just need to not help you. You didn't help me, that's the thing. (laughs) But I just need to not watch you play video games and give you pointers. I just need to just sit there and watch you. No, I I like this segment. (laughs) I like this point where where Liz just says all of the ways that you were unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) Liz's segment of pointing with things that I'm not helpful. How did Andrew make my life worse this week? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for bringing that up. I am sorry. But as far as uh, resource management go... I mean, this is once again a very typical Resident Evil thing where you're trying to fiddle and actually like store certain items and figure out what you need to carry in your backpack. I will say, as far as Resident Evil games go, this one was better. I I remember some past Resident Evil games, like in this one, things either took up one square or two squares, and that was it. In past Resident Evil games, some of them would be shaped like L's or like T's, 
and you would really have to play like Tetris with your backpack trying to figure out how to place things. I just wish that they would naturally get rid of stuff when you were done using them. Because for me, like I put away the crank at one point and then I needed it. So then I had to go back and I suck at the map. I was like, how do, how do I get to this storage? I got better with the map, I will say. But I just like, I didn't know what I would need. And I like to be overprepared. So for me, like I just didn't want to get rid of anything. Yeah. Especially at the beginning of the game, you're actually given just garbage. Like, oh, you have Mia's license. And it's like, okay. Yeah. You do nothing with it, but it, it takes up an inventory slot. Or here's an email you're holding. Treasure map. Or not treasure photo. Yeah. It's like, and I can it, remember that. And it's just like, okay, cool. This just is a random useless thing that's kind of taking up space. It, it gets better in the game. But yeah, it's it's all kind of figuring out what you need to figure out what's important, what you need at the moment. Especially when it comes to like guns. What gun you want to take with you. Because some guns take up two spaces. And some of them just don't have a lot of ammo, so it's probably not worth taking. Which I love the shotgun. I didn't really care for the machine gun because aiming was a lot harder. Like you said, it had kickback. I just, oh, I love that. And the, the grenade launcher was pretty cool too. Yeah, if you've played any Resident Evil game, you're going to be expecting just about the same typical weapons. You have about two different shotguns, three or four different pistols, a machine gun, a grenade launcher... So yeah, overall, the weapons weren't anything too interesting. If you play the Resident Evil games, they're kind of the same. But one thing that I really kind of enjoyed when it came to the weapons overall is the graphics. Because one thing that was kind of a minor detail that I thought was really interesting me, yeah. is when you're actually shooting enemies and you're actually close, your guns will actually get like splatter on them. And your guns will actually kind of like show like some blood and guts on it. Which I thought was like a small kind of minor detail. But as far as the graphics overall, though, I thought they were kind of a mix. Sometimes I thought they were really good, and other times I thought they were really bad. Specifically, I don't know if it bothered you guys, I hated the faces. Well, okay, so one thing that I noticed is that the female faces were very, very similar. But what really threw me off is that Mia, like, the close-up of her eyes and things like that were amazing. And, I mean, no video game has done the mouth and teeth correctly. Oh, yeah, yet. the mouth is definitely the worst. But her mouth, compared to Lucas, Lucas's eyes and mouth were a thousand times worse than Mia. I felt like they put oh, all of their eggs in her basket. And then they got to Lucas, and they were like, we're running out of time, guys. You know? And then, same with, like, there were some things outside that were really nice. But then, the end scene, where the enemy, like, falls apart, it reminded me of a 360 graphics game that we it reminded me of a 360 game where the graphics of the rocks it was bad <laughs> and it was like that is like the pivotal end of the game and those were the worst graphics in the game when that rock was coming apart what was that game that we played that had the um uh you you were different people it had a book are you talking about uh there was like a snowy Yo, guy yeah. that climbed yeah, yeah. it wasn't you could something with a k Oh, yeah. We are the fairy. Cameo. Cameo. Yeah, it reminded me of Cameo graphics, and that was a 360 game. So, yeah, there were times where I was like, this is amazing. These graphics are awesome. And then I was like, whoa. I thought there were some really cool details, like when you're, like, going through the, the little cracks in the walls between rooms and the house. Like, yeah. I thought the shadows were really good as you're walking through there and you're walking through these corridors. Like, I don't know. It was a house, so I guess... I don't know, the, the graphics weren't overly different throughout them, but I also spent the majority of my time in the house. I was just getting through to the outdoors. Um, 
so I didn't get very far. That's a big difference for me. But what I saw, I thought were pretty nice, but I absolutely agree that the faces were terrifying, but not, like, intentionally. Yeah, they had trouble with, like, the hair movement, I felt like. But one thing that I really appreciated was the detail of the house. Like, so, for instance, they had, like, a cat carrier. In the attic, they had an old Christmas tree. Like, I thought that they made things that actually made it look like a house. It wasn't just like, oh, there's nothing in the attic, you know? I See, I actually agree, uh, disagree with you, Liz. I felt like Mia was the worst looking. Because the game starts with you playing a video of her, like, saying how she's gone and well, how I she misses you. I said her eyes. I thought her eyes were really good for a video game. I, I guess. But her, her mouth and her hair, I thought, looked so bad that I thought she was, like, one of the most terrifying but characters. That's what I, that I just said. I said her, her mouth was... Lucas's mouth was way worse, but her mouth wasn't good. I was namely saying that her eyes were really amazing at the beginning. Hmm. I don't, I don't remember her eyes, to be okay. honest. I could be wrong, but I just th- I remember that her eyes were way better than Lucas's. Yeah. But I, I do agree with what you said. I like how the house does kind of actually feel like a lived-in house. It didn't feel like it was too unnecessary cluttered. Granted, there's also some weird mechanisms in the house where it's like, why would this exist? But he's into, like, robotics and stuff, so I felt like some of the weird stuff is, I guess, justifiable. But, like, remember they had, like, the utensil drawer with all the, like, the spoons and forks in it and stuff. And it just, things that other video games, like, kind of just, like, don't bother with. Yeah. There is, like, kind of minor details of things. So, I actually thought that was, like, a kind of a classic Resident Evil thing where, like, the keys were always, like, some sort of, like, weird mechanism or something weird you would have to collect to do it. I, I must yes. be wrong about that or no? No, no, no. That's, that's a definite Resident Evil thing. Okay. Where it's very rarely do you actually use a key to open a door. Yeah, it's always some sort of mechanism, medallion, statue, trinket, whatever. Yeah. I guess by having the son, as Liz was saying, he was super into robotics and, you know, creating traps and stuff like that. It makes more sense because why would hillbillies have these weird mechanisms in their house if they didn't have somebody who was into it? Oh, that's true. That makes sense. But like I said, I don't think that there were hillbillies before. No. I really think that, like, they, they forgot that they were actually, like, who they were. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, let's make this scary. Let's put some jeans on them. And- <laughs> I mean, heck, look at the house. The house on let's put some jeans on them. They're evil now. But I mean, heck, look at the house. It was a, It's a sticking mansion with a greenhouse and like a boathouse and it has a guest house. Like, it's a huge estate. Yeah. And it's a family of four. So they didn't need that big of a property. I think- so yeah, they definitely were like well-to-do people. I think we officially yeah, got our first t-shirt, guys. Let's put some what? put some jeans on them. They're evil now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the graphics, like Liz was saying, yeah, there was some moments that are just I thought looked rough, but overall, I they think they did a fantastic job because with the overall environments and graphics, to me, this game was pretty scary. Like it really kind of made me uneasy. Like, the bugs and stuff, I thought were a good touch. And in VR, that would be crazy. Yeah. It wasn't too overly scary. Like, this wasn't the scariest game I've played. But there was a handful of times that it legitimately made me jump. I feel like you're more of a scaredy cat when it comes to games. Oh, sorry. You're you're just so brave. See, jump scares don't get me. But they get me in the sense that I jump. But I don't necessarily always consider that the same as scary. Because... That's the exact same as when I'm playing Apex and someone runs into a room and I wasn't expecting to get it. I go, Ugh, and I <laughs> shoot the wall. But I'm not scared. I was just caught off guard. And I guess that's kind of what a jump scare feels like to me. Like, a, Ugh, you just made me 
you know, I wasn't expecting that. But it's rare that I'm actually scared by it. I mean, I was watching horror movies when I was, like, super, super little. So for me, like, I'm, I don't really get scared of, like, monsters and stuff. Or z- zombies and cannibals. and. You just, you're not afraid of hillbillies? No. <laughs> I, I feel like people are going to be offended that we're saying, like, hillbillies. So, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it in podcasts before, but the, whatever reason, the thing that always terrifies me are children. And yeah, I was wondering how you would react to <laughs> There was one moment, yeah, we go to an attic and you started, like, finding, like, a kid's playroom and stuff. And I was like, ah, crap. And then sure enough, you the see, like, a moved. little kid running around. I'm like, this isn't good. That moment was kind of getting me. There was just a handful of moments that really kind of creeped me out. But overall, I didn't think this was, like, so terrifying. I do remember when I played Resident Evil 2, I was real young. I, I can't remember. I want to say, like, 10 or something like that. I actually would have to stop playing the game because I was so terrified. <laughs> And of course, playing it now, it's like super tame and nothing is that scary at all. But ah, back in the day, yeah, Resident Evil used to really creep me out. And I, it still succeeds, honestly. I guess the reason why it succeeds so well is because I actually think the sound design of the game is really good. There isn't much music, but you're in a creepy giant mansion. And just walking around, the wind's blowing, you're hearing shutters clink. It sounds like doors are knocking. It sounds like something's moving behind you, but it's just the wind in a creaky old house. The the ambiance of the game is fantastic. You do have to turn up the volume, though, because I didn't realize that you could hear the bobbleheads because my volume wasn't loud enough. I mean, this game is kind of finicky with, like, it's obviously better to play at night because the game is dark. Um, but Andrew said, like, the TV screen was worse than the computer and you have to have the volume up. And so I think it is a little bit finicky, but I don't really remember the special effect noises as well yeah i mostly played this game with a headset which i think you kind of need yeah because i felt like the dialogue was loud enough for me i always have side panels on but i thought it was loud enough uh so i was missing a ton yeah i i absolutely agree i think headphones are are key to the game because you can really hear the sounds that much more i because i will say that playing at night you hear those creaks and those groans. Sometimes all of a sudden I think it's actually coming from inside the house. And so I'm like looking around, it's dark. So those things are like in- unintentionally or maybe intentionally getting me a little bit, I guess, kind of like creeped out. But outside of that, I, I do think they did a really good job with it, though, as far as all that goes. And it, the game didn't need music because, like you said, there's like storm blowing, the wind's blowing. It's it's good stuff overall. Well, there is there was one soundtrack Oh, the intro song? Uh, there was one soundtrack. Yeah, the intro. What the heck was that? What did that? you think of the intro? What? I do the, not know. <laughs> why freaking heck was that? I was, I was, I was. Yeah, appalled. there's like an intro cutscene. One, it does. The intro doesn't show anything. It's just meant to be like uneasy, of like, ooh, trash and water, and ooh, here's some bugs and creepy wood. But the the song that's playing, it, it's the weirdest song. Was it like Evanescence? That's it. Sounded like that's what they're trying to go for. Yeah, it was like dollar dollar store evanescence. Dollar store evanescence. I need to write down my thoughts on the music when I'm playing a game because I don't remember ninety nine percent of the music from the games that we. Oh, you can't throw butt rock in in a game and have me not notice it. I will call that crap out in a minute. (laughs) See, it wasn't evanescence it was effervescence uh, that was the dollar the dollar store brand of it i hate that i kind of like that joke effervescence <laughs> but yeah so 
I, I don't know what that song was. It, I, it was definitely supposed to be like the game's theme because they played it again at the end when the credits are rolling. Oh, good. I'm glad I, I didn't that beat too. it. I'm like, I'm like, what is this song? Because I also couldn't understand what the lyrics were. I'm spooky and this game is spooky too. <laughs> but now going to Key's favorite segment and another thing. I also just remembered one thing that really irritated me. Load and screens? No. Well, <laughs> that wasn't too bad because we've said this before. There's only one load screen and it is a very long load screen, but it's just one. Oh, I thought it was awful. But I really thought you were going to say But it's that great to get a snack or do something. But no, the thing that irritated me is this game is way too dark. Your character has a flashlight, but it only turns it on in certain like scripted areas. I Just give me the option to turn on my flashlight. Because, so, I tried playing it on our main TV in the living room. And if you try playing during the day, it is so incredibly hard to see. Then there was another time I tried playing this on the Project X Cloud, And I played in a pitch black room. And it was still way too dark to see. The only way that I found to be the most enjoyable is when I played on my computer monitor. I actually noticed that my computer monitor did dealt with the darkness a little bit better. And I could see. But, yeah, overall, I thought this game was so incredibly dark. She's money bags. Just look at me and all the ways I can play video games. <laughs> well, I was gone for uh, the weekend out of state, so it's like I gotta try playing on Project X Cloud. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I wouldn't recommend playing on Project X Cloud. So, Keith, do you have another and another thing? I'm thinking if I've got another thing about this week. No. No, I, I, I mean, it's. I, I will admit, I, I said it earlier, I. I didn't get far enough and very far through this game, but I think as far as an overall gameplay, I think I still know everything I need to know about it. Outside of I guess maybe a new gun, a couple guns. So yeah, I don't know. I think I've said everything I've had to say. I don't have anything. Oh, okay. But what I do have so is achievement scores. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew four seventy. Me, 410. Keith, 180. Um, I actually wish that I had looked up some of the achievements because some of them are definitely doable, but I wouldn't naturally do. Like, I'm not naturally going to attack the bugs with a knife, like, to open something. Um, I would use the flamethrower, things like that. So I kind of wish I had looked them up. But I thought they were were pretty fun. Yeah, and it kind of stinks. There's a handful of secret achievements, and they're, like, obtainable achievements. They're... Like I said, I only want secret achievements if they're, like, hiding spoiler alerts. But, no, there's a handful of secret achievements that are, like, legitimate things you should be doing that you just can't see. But overall, though, I, the achievements I think are fine. They sprinkle in a good amount here and there. But this game, it, it's not for achievement hunters because you got to play it multiple times. And the median time to beat this game, you're looking at a little over 10. You're looking between, like, 10 to 11 hours. There is an achievement to beat the game in under four hours. So if you know what you're doing, you can blaze through this game pretty quickly. But overall, it's not a very long game. And there is, of course, quite a bit of DLC. Uh, There is one DLC that is free. It's called Not a Hero, where you play Chris Redfield. And it actually takes place right after where the game ends. And you play as Chris Redfield trying to find one of the last family members. And all the DLCs are about an hour too long. They're not very long, but... There's quite a bit of them. A good amount of them are just band footage uh, videotapes. So you're basically seeing stories of the victims of the family 
But then there is another video. Um, but then the bigger DLC is called End of Zoe. And it's actually supposed to be a pretty decent chunk. It's also supposed to take place after the game. And I did not play it. I didn't have time. And also, we ran out of advertisement money. But from what I saw, it's actually supposed to be really good. But as far as Naughty Hero goes, that DLC, I actually thought it was a lot of fun. It changed up the gameplay a little bit. And I actually thought the story was interesting. So definitely check out the DLC. But getting into our final thoughts. I haven't picked mine yet. I haven't picked my number, so... I, I think you guys should go first. Fine. Keith, you go first. So, I think it's a perfectly fine game. I think the graphics are pretty good. The environments are good. There's not really a lot of music. The sound effects are good. I just didn't have fun with it because I wasn't very good at it. And I just don't think I particularly like survival type of games. Especially ones that are just very, very limited the way this game could be at times. And the fighting just wasn't a lot of fun when it was there, I didn't think. But I think as a, as a well-rounded game, I'd still give it a 77. I I, I'm really surprised. I thought for sure you were going to be like, 40, awful. No, I didn't. I, like I said, I, I don't think it was bad. I just, and I didn't even hate it. I was just kind of, I was just. You had a story and you didn't like that. No, I actually didn't. <laughs> I actually didn't mind the story. That was one of the things about it. I was kind of interested and kind of what was going on, but I just I couldn't I couldn't get excited to play it because I just didn't think it was very fun. But I thought it was a good story, and I thought there was it was interesting. I so I was really impressed with this. Like I said, at first I was turned off by it. I didn't think it was as fun at first. I thought it was trying to basically be like Outlast and Resident Evil meet together, and this is what we got. But as you kept, as I kept playing it, it really started to open up to me. I was really seeing more and more evidence of Resident Evil in it, and I was really having fun with it. I thought the story was really compelling. I don't think the characters were as interesting. Like I wasn't, I wasn't invested in any of the characters, but I thought the gameplay was fun. The boss fights, I could have done without, but I, I don't know. I kept wanting to go with this game. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm gonna give it an 85. I think you should definitely check it out. It's a nice spooky game. So I was actually about giving an 83, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to stay with my 83. It feels kind of low to me. I'm going to do 85. I'm going to do 85. This is typical Liz changing her mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I really enjoyed it. I wish that I had more time. Like I definitely rushed through it. Uh, We were very busy this week. And I also enjoyed other people. I also enjoyed watching other people play it. So I feel like if I enjoy playing it and watching other people play it, I think that that's pretty awesome. Hold on. And then uh, I also wanted to ask you guys, too, since this is a kind of a scary game. On a scale of 1 to 10 spooky, what would you guys give this game on how scary it was? Four. <laughs> that's it? Uh, I said I thought they were pretty weak jump scares. I... I... Oh, I was going to give it less than that. What? Man, okay, so apparently I'm the only one who gets, like, creeped out by this game. The spookies. I mean, I'd give it a, I'd give it a six. Because at the beginning I was really creeped out, but then kind of in the middle, once I kind of was figuring out what was going on, it didn't creep me out too bad. There was a couple moments later on, especially when it comes to the kids running around, that it kind of would get me again. So for me, I'm giving it, like, a six. I think I'll give it a four. Because there are also times, too, where, like, at the end, when you're following Evie, 
I don't even know if that's like the correct nickname for her. Was it Evie? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where to go, and I felt like the house was supposed to be like really spooky then, but I just really ended up getting confused, and I felt like there were moments where something was supposed to be scary and it wasn't. I've noticed this when you play games. You generally don't control your character so well. And I notice you'll sometimes be like pushing on a wall or you're too busy looking around and there's things going on trying to scare you. Because I noticed this with Blair Witch. You're like looking at the ground trying to find treasure and like the game's trying to scare you. You're not paying attention. I know this is not the segment where we're supposed to say, oh, I forgot something. But I actually like the game didn't do certain cutscenes that were like I told me what I was supposed to do. And so there are also times, too, where, like, I, I was watching the YouTuber and I was like, wait, I didn't get that cutscene. I went back to the area and it didn't happen. Like, it just wouldn't happen for me. And I actually thought, like, the cutscene was kind of spooky. But so I can't really gauge my reaction because I didn't get it. So there are a couple cutscenes that I missed that I think that were more scary. And I'm... also, with the whole, like, hugging the wall thing, I don't notice when I do it. But, it, like, I was playing Among Us with a group of friends. And I would make fun of somebody because I was like, why are you fucking the wall, man? <laughs> and, and first of all, she was new to the game and I was just joking. But I think it's funny that I notice if other people do it, but not myself. <laughs> man, but aren't you guys just a couple of brave bunches there? I know. It's funny because like, I'm kind of afraid of the dark. <laughs> You're afraid of everything. I know, I'm like afraid of home and beach. I don't like being in a house when it's dark. So I feel like this game should have like terrified me, but... It's because it's like they're not real. Like if it was just like a home invader or something. You're afraid of bugs? Bugs? That can bite me, yeah. We had a black widow at our house. Of course I don't yeah. like spiders. Spiders are the worst. Well, Liz, what did Metacritic say? Looking at Metacritic, <laughs> I got a couple of good ones. So uh, these reviews, I think they were all in 2017, by the way, because one of them does mention cost of the game. So someone who gave it a 5 said... Oh, by the way, 86 and 7.8, sorry. <laughs> so I gave it a 5. was really short, not worth 60 new. Gameplay was fun, but no replayability. Everything felt scripted and rushed after being in Baker's house. Save your money. Which is Game Pass, so full free. <laughs> Somebody who gave it a <laughs> so 6. Free. Still 100% convinced the first person to shit... The first person decision was done to cash in on the VR gimmick. And they kind of said that it was out of desperation and that the game wasn't being done for creative reasons. I, I paraphrase that. And then our fourth and silent co-host. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to start naming Keith Jr. <laughs> he did not give it a zero. He gave it a two. Whoa. I think namely because they had like a good French dub. Like they actually had like good French... Um, voice acting or something oh. some the wording the translation was kind of iffy so i think it was something along those lines but he said resident evil does not get better over time and each vintage is just as undrinkable as the last and then he said that the character moves like a little man under prozac <laughs> so so he's played multiple resident evil games and he still is surprised by its gameplay yeah you can run in this game too so i don't know yeah but even then the running is still very slow He's really descriptive. Like, I, I like reading what he has to say. But yeah, this is one of the better ratings he's given. Yeah, I know. Which it's is interesting. Zero. Yeah. Two out of ten. That's good. That's good. But all right. I think that's good to do it for us this week. Oh, thanks, oh, yeah. Sawyer, for uh, emailing us. Yep. Thank you for writing us an email. We always love hearing from our listeners. And thank you all so much for joining us. If you want to write us an email, you can email us. us. Yeah. Emails us. Email us at... Gamepasscrybag at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at GPGBPod, where 
I usually use our Twitter for when I am streaming, and I am streaming at twitch.tv slash firebird01952. And you became affiliate! How exciting is that? So exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm dancing. Where else? Please don't dance. Oh. We're also on Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. So yeah, come on by, say hi. Is it my turn? Yeah. I'm Keith. I'll allow it. Goodbye. All right, Liz. <laughs> I'm Liz the Noob, gamertag, come on, I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob, Noob is EW. It gets harder and harder each week. <laughs> One of these days. Yeah, our endings are getting weird. But anyway, you all have a great week. We'll see you again next time. Seriously, bye. bye.